Hi, I'm Colleen. And I'm Mary Kate. And you're listening to Twinteresting. So, Mary Kate, how does being a six show up in your life? <laughs> um, so, right now, currently, we're driving home um, and we just drove through Columbus, but the check engine light came on in the car that we're using for this trip um, back in uh, Dayton, around that area. And I kind of had, like, a mini freak out where I was like, Colleen, you need to get the car manual out of the glove box. Like, I need you to tell me exactly what could happen if I don't stop right now because of this check engine light. Because when the when the light came on, immediately I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going to get stranded in Dayton. I need to find someone to break into my apartment and feed my cat. Like, I, you know, just every possible thing under the sun that was going to happen. Like, the car was just going to explode in that instance and we were both gonna die yeah so that's kind of how it shows up for me like in in things like that I guess other people could see that and and roll with it and go oh well you know it came on but I'm sure it's fine it's no big deal I'm like nope this is obviously doom and gloom like obviously we're all gonna die kind of mentality so (laughs) yeah and that's with the Enneagram like that's with knowing all of this about me it's still it still shows up and it shows up to help me kind of like a rumble strip catch myself being like Mary Kate you're operating out of this survival kit that you your personality gave you when you were a child of thinking the world is this big dark scary place and so if you're not hyper vigilant to predict danger and like outcomes before they happen um you will not be safe and you will not be secure. That's how I went through the world for 20 some years, you know, thinking like, well, if I'm not anxious in this moment, then something bad's gonna go wrong. Well, if I'm not thinking through what could possibly happen, like this isn't gonna work out. Yeah, and so we all have that, like there's nine different childhood survival kits and they're just the nine different Enneagram personality types. So my type, a type six, um, we have a lot of different names. I think the loyal skeptic is my favorite because I think it gets to that both and of the Enneagram type six. Um, So we're two sides of the same coin. We are a bundle of contradictions. We swing from one extreme to the next. So we can be very phobic, very fearful, um, very submissive to authority because we think that authority is gonna keep us safe. So if we just follow it like the letter of the law, then that's gonna bring us safety. So for me growing up, you know, grew up in a religious home of thinking like, well, if I just do everything the way it's supposed to be done via scripture, follow all the Ten Commandments, I come to church every Sunday, you know, I don't swear, I do all this good stuff, that's going to keep me safe. Or if I follow the teacher in the classroom and I don't break any of the rules and I always am here on time and I always do my homework, like that will keep me safe. Um, So there's phobic sixes and then there's the other extreme which is counterphobic and um, if you're familiar with the Enneagram you know that that type can look a lot like the eight which is the challenger and so eights are very much not afraid to assert themselves and counterphobic sixes are the same way like they run into their fear versus running away from it and I definitely have that tendency to myself as well so people who know me in my everyday life I may come across to them as someone who's like a go-getter and very unafraid to try hard things but in reality like there's always that inner anxiety and turmoil of thinking thinking, oh, well, this isn't going to work. So sixes are very much doubting their own inner guidance. Um, The message that we've kind of believed about ourselves to be true is that we can't trust our own thinking and our own thoughts. So we look to other outside sources to kind of provide that security for us. So even with the check engine light right now, you know, my inner guidance, I didn't trust me to make a good decision on that. So I was like, okay, let me ask Colleen what she thinks and then let's look at the car manual and find out what the person who made the car thought versus just trusting myself that it was going to be okay. Um, There's something else I wanted to say about sixes. Oh, but we're called the skeptic loyalist because um, 
we are very loyal to people and to organizations and beliefs that we have. Um, so I think that's like a really great feature of our personality type is that loyalty is very natural for us. For us, it's weird when other people are not as loyal back to us as we are to them. realize that all of the different numbers have different personality combinations or are interacting and seeing people and relationships differently. So it's very important to remember your six friends will be extremely loyal and faithful to you and that your nine friends are waiting for you to initiate and remind them that they're valued and appreciated. Yeah. And or that your two friends, like, they're always going to be doing stuff for you. And are you willing to do stuff back for them? Or to even tell them that, hey, like, I love you and I love spending time with you. Even if you don't show up with a coffee for me. And even if you don't, yeah. you know, initiate and do all these things. Like, are you willing? Because the two just want that to be reciprocated for them. So, like, are you willing to reciprocate that for a type two? One of the things we want to talk about next is just kind of why the Enneagram is so important to Colleen and I. Because I know... Um, for a lot of people, like, this is a weird word, you know, it's a weird concept that there's this personality tool that can, like, be so transformative. Um, but I feel like you really just touched upon it, like, why it's so important is because there are nine different ways of viewing the world. And if you don't understand how you're viewing it, and you don't understand how the people in your life are viewing it, maybe in a different lens or a different color than you are, you're really going to not live life to the fullest and have healthy dynamics with people, I don't think, because... You're constantly going to interpret situations through, oh, wow, so-and-so did this to me. And, like, when I do that to people, it means I'm upset with them, so they must be upset with me. When in reality, it might not mean that at all. I think the bottom line when it comes to the Enneagram is you have two choices with how you can use it. You can use it like this quiz. quirky, yeah personality typing okay so this is me and I'm gonna live in this personality box or the and I would consider this the appropriate way to approach the Enneagram is a magnifying glass that reveals the core of how you operate it's like what is what's controlling all the way you think and feel and act and when you see what's controlling that, then you can see how to work toward fixing it. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, I think we would all say we're not completely content and satisfied with how we interact with others. We're not satisfied with how our family relationships are. We would love to know why we do what we do and why our family members do what they do and our friends and our loved ones. Like how to just flat out understand others right. better. And I think that was what was so interesting and cool about being at this conference this weekend is we all had on, like, name tags with the type that we identify with. And so you knew, because we were volunteers, like, we, I was volunteering with the event, and I knew as I interacted with everyone that I was working with how to interact with them in a way that made sense for their personality. And that, like, they knew how to interact with me. So if someone was being, hey, like, let's, let's do this, and it was kind of, like, um, abrupt and, you know, just very straightforward... I don't take that personally because I know exactly where that type is coming from. And if someone was maybe, like, more hands-off and not as involved as I thought they should be, again, like, it's not personal because I know their type. And so it was just, I don't know if you had that experience calling, but, like, to look around and be like, wow, like, I, I know how to make everyone in this room feel valuable and loved and cared for because it, of the nine different types, like, everyone requires that differently. 
in everyday life, we don't walk around knowing people's numbers. Um, and you're not ever supposed to tell someone if they don't know their number, oh, well, like, I know, I know the Enneagram, so I know you're a type 4 or I know you're a type 3. Like, you don't tell people what their numbers are. But if you do have a sense of, you know, this person is, you know, a four and they just, they really feel misunderstood by everyone, like, I can, I can respect that, but then I can also let them know, like, hey, like, I want to understand you and I want to, I want to get to know you and understand what you're thinking and feeling. Yeah. So, yeah, not in a, like, psychic, I'm reading your mind kind of thing, but just to, like, affirm what people's motives are and like the core of who they are again with nines you know feeling that their presence doesn't matter sevens wanting to avoid just anything that might be freedom limiting or anything that might come with like a negative emotion to it just really like holding space for them and saying you know it's okay like you're going through this really dark time right now and I think it would help you to be present even though that's like the last thing in the world that you'd want to do as a type seven type eights fear that they're going to be betrayed and so to really just recognize that and let them know hey like I'm not going to betray you and even if I did ultimately God's never going to betray you so those are just the numbers that popped in my head right now as we were talking yeah so I think if you are new to this whole thing if you're still trying to figure out what it is a book that is just really helpful if you're first getting started would be The Road Back to You by Suzanne Stabile and Ian Morgan Crone, and they are both uh, teachers of the Enneagram who have studied under master teachers because the Enneagram has been around for thousands of years, and the origin's a little bit blurred as to which people group invented it, but it's it's a very ancient typing system. So generation after generation of people that have studied it pass it on to their apprentices and so on. And these are two older apprentices, one's a two and one is a four, and they have taken a pretty easy to palette approach to the Enneagram so you can get an overview of all the nine types, questions to ask yourself that might help you reflect on which pattern of, of type you identify with, and then also examples of people throughout history who relate to these types as well. Mm-hmm. Again, another resource for you would be my coaching services. So I, you can find me at themillennialenneagram.com um, and I try and do affordable coaching for anyone it doesn't have to be millennials but it's named millennial enneagram because i am a millennial and so i bring a millennial approach and kind of spin to the enneagram Um, but again i was trained by your enneagram coach beth mccord so all of my resources that i do with people are her resources just at a much more affordable rate for millennials i have found um because i do think it's awesome that so many people my own age are wanting to kind of understand themselves better so that they don't maybe repeat the sins of the father you know they they kind of look at the older generation and go wow like they don't seem awake to who they are they don't seem necessarily to have had these healthy dynamics with family and friends so what can I do to not follow in their footsteps so I find that the Enneagram is a great tool for people wanting to you know start off their marriage healthy start off their careers healthy and really just get to understand themselves in a whole new way in some ways it's very hard when you first find your Enneagram type because it's very exposing and you tend to know it's your type because you feel so exposed by it I know Colleen's always like I'm not a two or like I don't want to be a two because for her that the type that's maybe the most repelling cringy yes And then for me, like, I knew I was a six when I first read it because I was like, wow, like, I've never had anything explain me to myself better. Like, I've been searching my whole life for a way to, like, articulate how I felt inside, and this perfectly does that. But with that comes the the hard work of saying, okay, like, I can't use this as an excuse anymore. Like, I know where my pressure points are. I know where my 
Achilles heel is now and so I need to own own up to that and not use that as an excuse to just continue to live in that wounded childhood message and that child survival or what do we call it survival Ch kit child survival kit yeah I don't have to operate out of that because I'm a big kid now like I don't have to keep using my little toolbox to try and make it through the world so yes absolutely good word all right friends that is all for this week talk to you next week see ya